back to the crossover podcast the show where you get comics pop culture and sports and it is sports time today because aki 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 we are talking about the first round of the national hockey league stanley cup playoffs 2018 uh joining me today is a man who cannot help but get the correct answer every time somebody asks hey who's gonna win at the ncaa tournament every year and that's craig needles how's it going craig good good yeah that's two in a row for us big two in a row not bad not bad we just gotta. Uh, we we need a real good one. Let's go next year and get the uh, get get the get. Let, let, let's get all four right and then get the. Let's get our final four right and Th- then get the final. That would be awesome. Here's people saying, "Oh yeah, you know, you don't. Uh, it's not that good to get two right in a row. They were uh, two of the the best team two years in a row. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, Loyola Chicago doesn't win the tournament. They get a couple of upsets, but the Loyola Chicago version team never wins. It's always a top three seed that wins this tournament. So if you're predicting anything beyond that, I think you're just being a little bit silly. I know there was Villanova in '85 as an eight seed, but the point stands. Yeah, absolutely. You just, sometimes you got you got to stick with who who like. Eventually, the cream rises to the top in these tournaments, even though it's can be a silly crapshoot and stuff like Loyola Chicago making the Final Four happens. But uh, most of the time, it's it's. Yeah, usually a top three seed that does it. So keep that in mind when going forward. Um, so talking hockey playoffs today, we are going to go through the first round, and then I would like to discuss. You and I hammered out a way for the NHL to fix the division seedings and playoff format and whatnot, which I can only assume we're going to abandon this crappy playoff format that we currently have once the. Seattle team gets here, presumably in 2020. So probably only one more year, do you think, with this crappy playoff bracket that we have? Uh, yeah, I, maybe two. Uh, but yeah, I, I, w- I would think that that's uh, the cl- the clock is ticking on that. Yeah, I mean, we just need to shoot this format into the sun. It's it's pretty stupid. Do you think? Well, as a some, well, we're going to get into as we get in the matchups, what the matchups should have been or would have been under the old format. And as the guy who, well, I'm not going to say that my team got it the worst because I think the Minnesota Wild got it the worst. We'll explain that in a couple of minutes. Because let, let's let's be honest here that I don't think there's a huge difference between Boston and Pittsburgh. But it's you, you know, the Leafs had a 100 plus point regular season. You would think that would be good for home ice in round one of the playoffs. You would think that would be good for home ice, getting 105 points in the regular season, and under this format, it's not. Yeah, that's that's the thing. That's mostly egregious to me. Now, the, play, the, the NHL will look at their, their playoff formatting, and they'll go, hey, Ducks-Sharks, first round. Hey, Pittsburgh-Philadelphia, first round. Hey, Toronto-Boston, first round. And, oh, look at what we got hanging around in the second round. Maybe a little Washington-Pittsburgh matchup. Maybe a little Nashville Jets that everybody's been clamoring for the entire season. Potentially <laughs> L.A. taking on one of the two California teams that come out of that other one, right? Like I, the, the second round matchups might have been relatively similar. Here's, but like, let's just think about this though. And I, I sent you a text the other night. So if you're if you're a Sportsnet, obviously Toronto Boston is pretty good. Two regional six teams. But would you have any? And again, Sportsnet's the NHL's biggest partner as far as dollars being exchanged. Would you have any interest in Sidney Crosby's team taking on the Maple Leafs in a playoff series if you're Sportsnet? 
Yeah, that's true. That that that. Would I, I I think that off. if you're looking at the, at the very least at the Canadian TV partners, I would suggest that that is something that they would look at and be pretty upset that they missed out on. Yeah. When, with, I think that's that that might be reasonable to say. Yeah, it's a good. Um, point. Yeah, so there you go. And as far as the Eastern Conference, the rest of the Eastern Conference, instead of like you know, New Jersey versus Tampa Bay is, is still the same no matter what. Washington versus Columbus is still the same no matter what. So basically, you, the Bruins get Philadelphia and Toronto gets Pittsburgh is the only difference. So, yeah, I guess for the American networks, they probably would be more excited for Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, obviously. But I don't think that from a TV perspective, they left a lot on the table. Over in the Western Conference, Nashville, Colorado stays the same. Vegas and L.A. stays the same. The only difference is Winnipeg would have got the Sharks and Minnesota would have got Anaheim. So for television, is it better this way yes but if you're the minnesota wild why were you the third best team in the west and you open up on the road against the second best or the fourth best team in the west rather and you open up on the road against the second best team in the west yeah who you do not match up with well no at all so no yeah it, it's just so minnesota's getting yeah. screwed yeah they're, 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 they're getting the most screwed out of, out of this yeah. but uh, i don't like the wild so uh, you know there's a violin around here somewhere for the for the Minnesota and fans. in round two, I think Tampa Bay is the team that's let, – let's just say Tampa Bay beats the Devils. In round two, Tampa Bay is the team that gets screwed because they will face either second-seeded Boston or tied for third Toronto as opposed to getting you know, a, a, whoever the lowest-seeded team is. I think uh, – I mean we'll get to it when we discuss Toronto-Boston, but I, I think whoever comes out of Toronto-Boston is probably destined to lose to Tampa Bay based on the – attrition that they will suffer going in the in the first one round, would cause... expect the toronto boston will be a longer series yeah. in Tampa bay versus new jersey yeah. Oh, yeah. that said the lightning were not playing particularly well at the end of the year to the That's point true. where i, I kind of wanted the lightning in round one yeah and like if i if i had my druthers that's the way this would have gone yeah and like uh what, what is it like people are talking about uh uh freddie anderson being Tired and overworked. Uh, how about that? Vas- I think Vasilevsky I think he was guy. Yeah, he. Oh, he definitely was. Well, Vasilevsky but... was playing much, much worse than Anderson was towards the end of the year. True, but but um, I, I think that the, the, Frederick Anderson played too many games this season. Yeah, I, so, I considering so. that we've known probably since January, the Leafs were going to finish third in the Atlantic no matter what happened. Frederick Anderson played too many games this season. I. I... Agree with you. Uh, let's start in the Western Conference, and then we'll move over move over to the East because I think people will want to hear us talk about the Leafs a little. At least people in in our general area will want to hear us talk about the Leafs last. So why don't we start with probably the easiest match to predict of the first round? The number one seeded Nashville Predators get my Colorado Avalanche, who squeaked into the playoffs on the final day. Um, a lot of people, a lot of talking heads, predicting sweep in this series. And I am here to say that I agree with them. I'm also predicting this week in this series. I'm saying Nashville in five. Really? Oh, good. God yeah. bless you, sir, for giving us for giving us one win. What, what, what sweeps are you, tough. What sweeps are just tough. You just think and it, yep. the the Avs get get one in in the Pepsi Center is the is your yeah. thought? Yeah, I, I think the Jonathan Bernier has played pretty well this season. You can seal a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's that's like five tops for me, but I, I, I really see this being a sweep. I, I mean, I, I looked at the numbers and the, the Avs played pretty well against the Predators in the regular season, lost a lot of games in, in, in overtime, but man, they're just going to be able to roll out all those defensive pairings. Like Subban is, is going to be the second option for God's sake to stop yeah. 
to, McKin- to you know, to and I, I think it's line. it's reasonable to say of the 16 teams that are participating in the Stanley Cup playoffs, none is more dependent on one line to create their offense in Colorado, right? I think that's yeah. That's that's that. Yeah. I think that anyone would say that's true. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, the fact that Nashville is going to have all star caliber D pairings out against that line, pretty much every shift, even even if they get clever with getting guys off the ice. So they're like the fact that Nashville has two of those pairings. That's why they got to the final last year. That's why I think they're going to get to the final again this year. Um, yeah. It's just not it's just not great for Colorado. They needed they needed a situation where the other team wasn't deep and they're up against the deepest team in the league. I think. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I think, arguably, I think the most embarrassing Colorado series of my lifetime was, I want to say 2008, which coincidentally enough is the last year that they won a playoff series when they beat the Wild in the first round, and then they met up against that stacked Detroit team in the second round. And I think the Az were six seed that that year, and they upset the Wild in the first round, and then got Detroit in the second round, and Detroit steamrolled them. That was the year, if you'll remember, Jose Theodore was the goaltender for the Avalanche. Yep. And it, I forgot it, that happened for a second. Yeah, it, yeah, huh. it, it was not pretty. And I'm pretty sure he he the Avs got swept, and he only got and he got pulled in like three of the games. It was it was a bloodbath that entire series. I don't think it'll go down quite like that, but. I think you'll see like Nashville win some games where it was it's like three one or three nothing, but it's like you know not, like it should have been so much worse. Like the Avs might never have the puck in this series, uh, is is my concern. And I mean, if you look at some of the numbers that they put up, like McKinnon in a, in the few games he had against Nashville, I think had five had three goals, two assists, or something like that, which you know pretty good. But you look and I believe he was also a minus six or something in all the games against. Yeah, which not a little sample size. I'm not sure how big a deal that is, but true. But I think if you're looking at Nashville, that's the type of thing you're looking to accomplish, where it's like, okay, McKinnon gets his, but whatever, we also score a bunch while he's on the ice, right? Either way, I'm I'm predicting a sweep. I I, I think I think Nashville's gonna sweep. I'm sorry, I've just watched the Abs play, and and despite the, the the really good game that they had against the the Blues when they needed it, it didn't have to come down to that game if they didn't play poorly in the like four previous games. So they, they just haven't looked good. And they're also, oh, by the way, they're missing their their starting goaltender and their best defense or their top line defenseman. So, yeah. Well, yeah. uh, yes. Uh, now, that said, uh, like I said, I think Bernier has played pretty well this season. He has. He has. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how much they're losing with between Bernier and Barlamov. But yes, not having Eric Johnson is a significant problem. A significant problem. Next up, the Winnipeg Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 are taking on the Minnesota Wild. A lot of the experts are going sweep in this one, too. I've seen a few people predicting Jets sweep and Jets in five. Um, I think that this Minnesota team, like the the Minnesota Wild, just they they don't play series that don't go at least six games. So I, I, I am going to predict in this series that the Winnipeg Jets get off the schneid and get a a series win in this new era of the Winnipeg Jets but I'm going to say it's in 6 just cuz I don't think the Minnesota the Minnesota Wild are capable of playing a playoff series that doesn't go at least 6 I think this is Jets in 5 um yeah if you uh, the last 25 games the Jets are cruising in at a uh, 54.5% uh Corsi rating uh, you're getting about 50 and a half, 52 and a half percent of scoring chances. Minnesota always 
plays above their puck possession stats with with shooting percentage and and and, and scoring percentage, I, scoring chance percentage. I think that that's a Bruce Brujo thing because that always happened with him in Washington too. Nonetheless, uh, I, well, I don't think this is necessarily a, a a bad wild team. They're just nowhere near what Winnipeg can do from a talent perspective. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jets in five. All right. Uh, no suitor either, so that obviously, oh, not suitor, uh, <laughs> is, 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 uh, out for this one. So that's, that's big, yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's a real problem. Yeah. My Jets in five is Devin Dubnik steals a game. Yeah. I, I just, the wild, you mentioned all the, all the stupid luck stuff that they get that, you know, that I just think they're going to like, this will go six and the wild will win like two overtime games or something. stupid. It's, yeah. Like, it's possible. And yeah. like I said, they always like boost Brudo teams have a history of outperforming their, mm-hmm. their, their possessions. That's this happened in Anaheim too, where they outperform it just a little bit. And as far as they get a better share of the scoring percentage, uh, scoring, uh, chances and they do the general shots on goal. Nonetheless, uh, while I think the Wild are better than they look on paper from a stats perspective, I don't think they're anywhere nearly near as good as Winnipeg. I agree. Speaking of Etowak PDOs, the Las Vegas Knights, Craig, yes, are going to be taking on the Los Angeles Kings. This is so far been the uh, I would say the, the the darling upset pick of the first round. Everybody everybody else is predicting kind of chalky type stuff, but then they, they this is the one. I don't even know how much of an upset this is. If you look at the, if you look at the advanced stats, if you look at like, is there really all that much to choose from between these two teams? Yeah. I mean, I think if, if, if Jeff Carter was healthy all season, is LA a wildcard team? No, they finish higher in the standings and Jeff Carter's healthy now. So I, I think that this is a pretty close matchup. I will take the LA Kings in seven games. Really? So they go into Vegas in the seventh yeah. game and defeat the Los Angeles and defeat the, the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, I think so. And here's mm. the thing that uh, I don't know if people are necessarily forgetting this when it comes to LA, but there's a lot of Stanley Cup rings on that roster. I think that a road game seven is not something that they're necessarily going to be uh, freaked out by. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I just think that's just been such a tough building to play in all year. Um, I, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to say the Vegas Golden Knights win in seven. I, I think. I think. I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to yeah. say Vegas. I think it's a close series. I yep. think it's a close series. And here's the other thing that I would just want to mention for just a second: the Florida Panthers missed the playoffs by a point, as we know. Mm-hmm. They gave away two thirds of Vegas's top line for nothing. Yes. And, and you think that if too. Jonathan, if Jonathan Martha show and Riley Smith played for the Panthers this year, they make, make the playoffs easily. Yeah. And maybe Gerard Gallant could be coaching them still too. Well, there's all sorts of different things that the Panthers done wrong recently, but yeah. uh, the idea that Dale Talon had somehow saved the Panthers from themselves is just completely and totally out to lunch. Dale Talon made some bad choices. Completely agree. They protected four defensemen, I believe, if I remember yes. correctly, and their defense yeah. was terrible. So they were protecting terrible players. Yeah. 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 Good job, Ray. Yeah. Good job, guys. Uh, so you're saying Kings in seven. I'm going to say Vegas in seven. Uh, last up in the Western Conference, first round matchup, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks are heading to San Jose to take on the Sharks. This should be a good series. I love this series. I'm going to say Sharks in seven. What say you? I got Sharks in, I got sharks in six. Okay. I, 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 
Yeah, so we're, we're, we're both taking the Sharks. I, I mean, what do you have to say about this? It's a great rivalry matchup. It's going to be the nights when these two teams are playing. It's going to be great because they're going to start all at, like, 10 o'clock. So when the Leafs end or someone ends or just when the 7 o'clock games end, you're going to be like, oh, sweet, Duck Sharks, right? Yeah, it's flick, true. You flick that on and you, you watch those two teams go nuts. I just it I, I expect nothing less than than a crazy seven game series from these two teams. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention in, during the Las Vegas Golden Knights talk is who do you think is going to end up giving William Carlson the insane contract? Just off the top of your dome piece. Oh, it's going to be Vegas. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's gonna be now sweet. here's the thing. I, I I don't I think Carlson is better than he looked like he was with the Jackets. Yeah. But, but the, the 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 shooting percentage. Twenty five percent PDO. Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, yeah. He he's ridden one heck of a shooting percentage heater this season. I think if you want to say he's an above average shooter, I I would be willing to listen on that. But I don't think that Carlson's ever scoring almost forty again. That's just not happening. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm not sure. And didn't he have some like I I forgot to check this out, but didn't he have some large number of empty net goals too or something like that uh, which which can yeah it be, wasn't huge uh, as huge for him as it was for some other people but yeah it was uh yeah i that just, can fudge the pdo a little bit right when you get those well, empty of course, netters. when there's no goaltender around yeah exactly. uh, <laughs> i i don't know i i, I just the, the the contract is going to be for more money than he will be worth as far as his production but i think he's still he, he's a pretty good hockey player is I what else i agree all right, so to read it, Western Conference, we're going Nashville, Winnipeg. I've been going Vegas, you're going Los Angeles, and then we're both taking the Sharks. Uh, yeah. Over to the Eastern Conference, we have the number one seed, Tampa Bay Lightning, going up against the New Jersey Devils, who look pretty damn good playing over the back half of the season. And a lot of people are predicting some kind of, like, Tampa Bay's not playing pretty well coming into this, into this, into the playoffs, and New Jersey's riding this hot streak. I've seen a couple people go balls out and take the Devils, but I just don't see that happen. I'm taking Tampa in five. What say you? Tampa in five as well. Um, I think the Tampa gets their gets things together, and I think the Tampa Bay's depth is going to overwhelm the Devils a little bit on defense. Uh, I, I actually really like New Jersey's forwards. Uh, I think that Hall should absolutely be a, a Hart Trophy nominee. I don't want to get too much into the Hart Trophy thing because it's been done to death all over the place. Oh, God, but yeah. Taylor Hall should absolutely be a Hart Trophy nominee this season. Uh, gun to your head, no discussing it. Who's your Hart Trophy? Who's your Hart Trophy pick? Nathan McKinnon. Okay, I I think I agree. Taylor Hall's my number two. Uh, Kopitar's my three. That's it. That's that's all the hard conversation. Uh, we'll skip over the next matchup because I want to save that one for last, as I mentioned earlier. The Washington Capitals, Craig. This should be a barn burner, and some people are picking an upset in this one. If if you can, I get why Columbus has looked great over the last couple of months here. Yeah. So the Washington Capitals are playing the Columbus Blue Jackets. Washington with the home ice advantage. Uh, I. Don't know what I'm going to say. Why don't we talk it out? What do you think in this one, Craig? I've got jackets and six. Okay, okay. Um, there is, of course, the hilarious baggage that always comes with the Washington Capitals being in the playoffs. Yeah, but l l lately that's less so much baggage of the playoffs and more so baggage of what happens when we play Pittsburgh. True. I mean, they've is, managed they've yeah. managed to beat the teams that are not Pittsburgh in recent it's years. True. It's they true. just have trouble against Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, it's true, and and it's kind of been like, uh, I mean, really, 
the, 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 we we mention this every year, but the only the only series where you really like like that really bangs home the Capitals are playoff chokers are when they had that three one lead against the Habs back in two thousand ten. I want to say it was. And other than that, it's basically been a steady stream of they keep running into Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're saying Columbus in six? Um, you know what? I'm going to believe in Alexander Ovechkin. I'm probably jinxing the Capitals right now, but I'm going to I'm going to believe in them. But I'm going to say Capitals in seven. I think I think they get it done on home ice in seven games. Uh, there are two significant things that Washington did better than Columbus this year. One is shooting percentage. Washington was at 9.7%. And they are better on the power play as far as goals for per 60 goes. Uh, both of those things obviously are Alexander Ovechkin related. Um, I think that – and this is weird to say because the Capitals have been a pretty decent uh, deep team in recent years, but they've lost some of that depth just as the salary cap has crunched them a little bit. I think Columbus is deeper. I think that the Columbus bottom six wins this series. Yeah, you could you could absolutely be right. I'm just I'm I'm choosing to believe in the Washington Capitals. I think I think we get them in. Well, we're going to talk this one, but I think we get them in Pittsburgh in the next round, and history repeats itself as as it always does. Um, Penguins and Flyers. This should be a tremendous series in terms of the physicality that I expect to see, but I'm taking Penguins in. Five. I'm hesitant to say sweep, but I think I'm gonna say I, th- I think the Flyers are too. I think they'll get one at home. I'm gonna say Penguins in five though. Just too much scoring power for me. I got Pittsburgh in seven. Interesting. Okay. I think this series is longer than people are, are are giving credit for. And look, I don't think this is a great Flyer team, but I think we get into the situation where just the there's a lot of extreme hatred and negativity. Um, here's where it gets interesting for me at the very least. It depends on how the series is called. If there are a lot of power plays in this series, Pittsburgh will win quickly. If the whistles go away, it's going to be tough for the Penguins. Five on five, these teams are closer than they are. Because once you factor in special teams, the Penguins are much better. And I think the Penguins are a better team in general. But five on five, it's a little bit closer. That is a great point by you as to whether or not the, the whistles get swallowed in, in, in this series. Be interesting to see. Because people don't know this about the Penguins, but when you can put... Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Phil Kessel on the ice at the same time. Your power play typically, typically fires off at a pretty good rate. Yeah, that'd be good. It, God, it just sucks that it would have been funny that uh, if, if we did end up getting the uh, the Penguins uh, Leafs matchup, it would have been funny if, if, if Phil Kessel came back to haunt a, a certain I oh Toronto I would be columnist. I would be <laughs> God. <laughs> I don't even think about that. Whose name Phil Kessel mentioned? Like, uh, Phil Kessel would be eating a hot dog in the handshake line. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Did you hear what uh, uh, nameless Toronto columnist did recently? With Mark Savard. With Mark Savard. That what? was brutal. That was gutless. That was so gutless. And, and he hasn't and... said anything about it. Like, Savard, like, Cause he wrote, knows he, wrote something. Cause it's cause... He, knows, he knows he's dead wrong. Yeah, uh, and knows he Savard up. wrote something on Twitter, which I thought was, I retweeted. It. So I thought it was very well written. He wasn't personally attacking anyone. He was just saying, look, the reason why you didn't hear much from me during those years is because I was in a, a bad place from my mental health perspective because I had suffered a series of brain injuries, which most reasonable people... <laughs> would say, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. It turns out brain injuries do different things to different people. Uh, I guess 
this particular uh, uh, Tyler Dello on Twitter refers to him as uh, Toronto's leading hot dog affairs columnist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so well I suppose it's Toronto. <laughs> so I suppose that Toronto's leading hot dog affairs columnist um, <laughs> is the only person who doesn't think that it might be reasonable to be somewhat withdrawn from the spotlight once you've suffered multiple brain injuries that yeah. force you to retire from your job. And also just, you know, the depression of I can no longer do the thing that that thing yeah. that I love to do. Right. Like if, if, you know, if someone told me tomorrow you had to stop doing this podcast because you, you're, you're getting cancer from i don't know the, the waves of the computer or whatever i'd be you know i'd need some yeah, time to adjust yeah. from that and sure i think anyone would and then you add in the fact that again yeah. multiple brain injuries yeah exactly yeah. just yeah but the the, the moral of this particular story is mark safar is doing really well right now and i'm very happy about that i, I completely agree wish nothing but the best and that, that was a great forward. that was a really really good hockey player yeah and i know was. that there are some media people didn't like him over his career because he wasn't always the best to deal with and the way that things ended in calgary wasn't great but just a really good hockey player underrated player too yeah, some of that media stuff is also for the fact that he played with the Bruins, right? And the Bruins, like like the the Boston, dude. I mean, come on, like the like the Boston sports media guys are, they're nuts. Yeah. like they're absolutely nuts. Like they had one of their guys recently called Tom Brady's kid a whiny little pissant or something yes. like that, and it's like yes. the guy won you five titles. Shut your damn mouth, right? Like, like what are yeah. you doing? So yeah, so I I don't blame Savard one bit for you know maybe be having some trepidation of dealing with. The Boston media. Uh, speaking of the Boston media, though, great segue by me. Final matchup of the Eastern Conference Finals. The Boston Bruins. Th- this is going to be such a brutal series. Get your, Craig, beloved Toronto Maple Leafs. And let me just say that I am shocked and bamboozled at the confidence level that is oozing out of Leafs Nation right now. I got to tell you, I, I I'm shocked. I thought you guys would be a you know a little. I I, I I I don't know. I just I thought you guys would be a little like we can do this. We can do this. But but there is a seemingly like, like it, it it just it seems to me that Leafs Nation cannot fathom Toronto losing this series, which is which is weird to me. What say you? I. I can absolutely fathom Toronto losing this series. Uh, the Bruins are really good. I think that th- this, to me, this series is going to come down to this: Can the Leafs? Because I think goaltending is about even in the series. Can the Leafs play the Bruins to a draw when Bergeron, Pasternak, and Marchand are on the ice in Boston? One would suspect that they're going to be up against Matthews, Nylander, and Hyman. In Toronto, I would suspect they're going to be up against Kadri, Marlowe, and Marner. If the Leafs can play them to a draw, I think that the Leafs' other three lines are much better than anything else Boston can put out there. So whether you have Rick Nash, whatever, doesn't matter to me. The Leafs' other three lines are much better than anything Boston's putting out there. So if you can play that Bergeron line to a draw or close to it, which is really tough, by the way, then the Leafs are going to have a real chance to win the series. I I'm going to say, and 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 I'm I'm, I'm yeah okay I'm I'm going to say that the, the Bruins win in seven. I think you're one maybe two defensemen short in this series. Yeah. That said, if the Leafs win, that said, I I will I wish nothing but good things for the Toronto Maple Leafs going forward. Is is, is what I said. 
I will say Maple Leafs win. They will win a game seven in Boston. I, I cannot, like, I, I cannot foresee a scenario where this series does not go seven games. Is, is, and then it's it's just all. And, and, no. Or, or you know what? The alternative is the least play a series that looks the heck of a lot like the one against Washington last year, yeah. where every game's decided by one goal and they go to overtime five times. Yeah, true. <laughs> I can, I can absolutely see that too. That The series against Washington, they played five overtime games in that series. And Washington happened to one three, so they moved on. Could you handle getting through a, the seeing the like the 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 white Leafs jerseys in Boston in another game seven or would you would you get PSD or <laughs> I, I think I'll be okay with it just because that Leaf team that got to that game seven in Boston mm-hmm. they had no business being there James Ryan was the only reason they got anywhere near True. that game seven how many people this, are left from that Leafs roster anyway like Kadri and a couple of the back Kadri right? Gardner. Komarov, who left and came back, mm-hmm. and Van Riemsdyk. That's it. Yeah, so... They, like, hey, Austin Matthews, do you think you could win this Game 7 where you choked when you were... where this team choked when you were, what, I don't know, 12? <laughs> yeah. Well, l- l- here's here's how you look at the roster as far as the Boston Game 7 situation goes. Not only had Mitch Marner not been drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs when that series occurred, Mitch Marner had not been drafted by the London Knights when that series occurred. Go London Knights. You know what was funny for for some reason because like the the the, the Leafs Bruins series that I saw got me all nostalgic for that game seven so and and obviously it doesn't hurt me so I wa- I rewatched the highlights of, of that particular game seven just going like man they really fell apart there at the end sorry but uh, do you want to know what Don Cherry said uh, about Dion Phaneuf after that game was over. Uh, 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 I don't know if I want to know. You'll enjoy this. You'll enjoy. <laughs> okay, this. good. Because Dion, D- like basically, I think it was the third goal, or like the 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 goal that made it four to three. Uh, or it might have been the tying goal. I don't know. One of the, one of the last two goals that occurred in the last minute of the game, or whatever. But obviously, the Bruins had the extra attacker on the ice, and the extra attacker happened to be Zdeno Chara, who went and parked himself right in front of James Reimer, and Don Cherry basically said. You know, his, his thing was basically, I don't know what the hell Phaneuf's doing. You got to get Chara out of the way. And I'm like, okay, son, so you're, you're so all Dion Phaneuf has to do is move the biggest and strongest guy in the history of the game who has parked himself there and said, I'm not moving, right? That was all Dion Phaneuf had to do, right? Yeah, was, simple. Was, was move Sedano Chara out of the way. That I don't understand just, why he didn't just do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, it was that simple. He just had to move Sedano Chara from out in front of the net. Brilliant. <laughs> why didn't Why didn't Phaneuf think of that in the in the middle of the game, right? Jeez, I don't know. That was just something that made that made me laugh my ass off. God. Um. I mean, you're going into this series healthier than the Bruins. Yep. That's for damn sure. Now that will probably even out by I would say the 10 minute mark of the first period. Yeah. If the Bruins now, have that way, said, right? <laughs> look at the Bruins roster now. This is not as nasty and rough and tumble hmm. a Bruins roster as existed at one point. True. I mean, you say that now, but again, by the time... I know, I know. Playoffs and, and, and stuff gets weird. I understand <laughs> yeah. that. But there aren't the uh, the boy Chucks and the Seidenbergs and, you know, guys like that of the world that are that are on the team, you know? Yeah, that, that, you, I mean, you make a good point there. Now, this is a more skilled Bruins roster than we've seen in more than a few years. It's a deeper Bruins roster, that's for sure. They're not as deep as the Maple Leafs, though. 
when the Bruins went into that Sunday night matchup against the Florida Panthers, who in your heart of hearts did you prefer as your first round matchup? Tampa. I Bay wanted Boston. to play Tampa Bay. That see, that's the thing. I, I agree with you because I think I think um, you guys can can hang with Tampa in in terms of scoring and also you're playing much better and you know yada yada yada. Um, At least might have an edge over Tampa in goal too. I, yeah, that that edge, I think they they I think in goal they're about even with the Bruins. Absolutely, I agree. Also, you don't they, far less physical team the the Tampa Bay yep. Lightning, which yep. you know you would rather have in the first round. I just couldn't believe that. Like I was listening, I don't know if you caught it. Dangle Steve Dangle, who I love, did a live puck talk on Saturday. Okay. And they were going through because uh, obviously we didn't know who the Leafs were playing yet, so they were going through the discussion and they're you know room full of Leafs fans and emphatically they were all saying they wanted the Bruins and they're like we gotta get the Bruins because we gotta slay the dragon on our way to the cup and whatnot and I was just like and you know me I'm not the guy who who you've known me for almost 20 years now I'm not the guy who bags on the Leafs right like no you know there's there's other people who are not Leafs fans around here that that choose to go that route I'm not that guy but I, I was just when I was listening to that live podcast I was just like this is like just these thoughts that the that these particular Leafs fans were having. I'm like, this is why people find you slightly obnoxious. Is this line of thinking that there's some sort of manifest destiny that the Leafs are going to win this year and you have to go through the Bruins to do that? And I'm just like, man, I would want the Bruins in the second round so much more than I would want them in the first round. I just. I don't know the the thought process that you have to go through the Bruins in order to win the cup. I mean, it'd be a cool story if 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 it happens, and and I honestly hope it does because I got a lot of Leafs friends, you know, Leafs fans friends like like yourself and and whatnot who I'd like to see the, the the Leafs actually win one. But I mean, it just the 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 confidence level of the Leafs fans to me, I I, I don't know. I just. Maybe, maybe it's a millennial thing. Maybe the millennials just don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't, the, I don't uh, get how – and here's the thing. Uh, yeah. I, I don't get how Leaf fans can be confident. Oh, yeah, our, our teams for sure win this series. And I would say the same thing about yeah. Bruins fans. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. How, how can you possibly be that sure about a playoff mm-hmm. series against two like two we, to six best teams in the league? We both predicted a seven-game series with the opposite outcome. Yeah. That's that's all really all you need to know right there is to just say that this series could go either way. This – it's it's like – this series is going to come down to a couple of overtime goals. It's it's hockey's kind of dumb like that sometimes in the playoffs, but it, it sometimes it comes down to a stupid bounce in the overtime, and and I don't foresee this series being any different whatsoever. And I just hope you and the rest of Leafs Nation get those breaks, I guess. But yep. uh, man, <laughs> yeah, just, we'll see. I'll, I'll say this: I don't think whatever team comes out of this series beats Tampa Bay if they get Tampa Bay in the next round, because I think it's going to take too much out of the winner of this series to come away with the victory. And then I think Tampa kind of catches a wounded duck in round two. Um, here's what I'll say is over the years, um, you, you don't necessarily need a short first round series, but if you look at our most recent cup winners, you need a short series. That's you got to get one. Yeah. You got to get a, at, a four at or some five point. Some you got to get a, you got to get a four or five somewhere along the line. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you just you're 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 going to be in a bad way, and I I don't think this is what the for the Leafs or Bruins. Here's what it would look like: each other, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh Cup final. Yeah, that's where that's where this is hypothetically going. I don't know where your four or five is in there. 
Yeah, completely. Like, where's that coming from? Pittsburgh got their short one in round one last year, but I just I think you 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 just need the short one. You can't play twenty five games on your way to the cup. You can't. It's just it's too much. It's too much. Nashville too beat. Uh, they had their short one in round one. Nashville short Hawks one too. with Chicago. Yeah. 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 Craig Needles, Stanley Cup Finals matchup. Pittsburgh Penguins, which I think they are the truest beneficiaries of this ridiculous playoff system this year. <laughs> Tell me about it, yeah. Because I think what happens with them is they get to the Eastern Conference Final. And obviously, what have crazy crap could happen in Philadelphia, of course. But I think they're going to be in a situation where they are a fresher team than one of Toronto, Tampa Bay, or Boston. Clearly. I agree. So the Pittsburgh Penguins win the East once again. This time, they, they don't win the Stanley Cup for the third year in a row. This time, they lose in the Stanley Cup final. In a rematch of last year's final, I know it's boring, but it would be one heck of a series. Nashville Predators. I'm predicting the same thing. I got the Nashville Predators Nashville over Pittsburgh. beating the Pittsburgh Penguins in six this time. That's, yeah, that's and, if it's, and here's what I will say mm-hmm. is my Stanley Cup winner is the winner of the second round series in the Central Division. So Jets... Nashville? Jets, yeah, those oh, are. Wow. I think those are the two best teams in the league. I mean, if the Jets get there, I will be emphatically cheering for the Jets to to bring the cup back to. I will not. To, uh, yeah, I I will be cheering. Least, I want the I want the Leafs to be the next Canadian team to win, just because I think that would like start massive levels of sadness in Calgary and Edmonton, and that's I just a, I, I I want to drink those tears. Fair enough. That's that's also some weird thing that that the Americans seem to think that the Canadians have, like the like the American media and the American hockey fans that, you know, when there's one Canadian team left in the playoffs, they all seem to think that we like, well, even some Canadian reporters and whatnot. Yeah. That we all encourage it. Oh yeah. You should all be cheering for the Jets for the last team. Here's, I I have nothing against the Jets, Yeah, but like would would I ever cheer for Ottawa or Montreal for the last team? Right. Yeah. Absolutely not. And vice versa. If, if like when the Oilers were in the finals in 06, there was nobody in Calgary going, boy, I hope they win this and bring the cup back to Canada. Like, like there, there was none of that invite, and like the same thing when when Calgary got there with with that again, team against the Lightning. There was nobody in Edmonton going, "Boy, I hope Calgary wins the like wins the cup." So the cup is finally back in Canada. Like that, that was not something. Yeah, no one in Montreal is cheering for the Leafs to go on a run and win the cup this year. No one in Ottawa is cheering for the Leafs to do that. And like, yeah, it's I don't know. That's 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 so weird. Like me as as an impartial observer and an Avalanche fan who has really no disdain for any of the Canadian teams since 1995, right? <laughs> like, even even like the the holdover I have against the Montreal Canadiens kind of dissipates because you know yeah. uh, we haven't played them in a playoff series in 20 years, and my dad cheers for the for the Habs. So even then, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. If the Habs get there, I'm like, so for me that makes sense. But for yeah, like you as a Leafs fan cheering for here's the thing: if the Leafs win the Stanley Cup, yeah. I don't want fans of other Canadian teams to be enjoying it. Exactly. <laughs> I want. I want there to yeah. be. Uh, I, I want there to be tears in the streets of Montreal. <laughs> That's what I want. Let I me want drink your tears, Scott Tenement. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I would like. That's exactly what I want. Oh, it's tears of unfathomable sadness. <laughs> yeah, it's like go ahead and boo me. I am nourished by your hatred. <laughs> Just, yeah, exactly uh, that. Uh, 
So, yeah, no, I don't want people in Montreal saying, oh, no, I was cheering for the Leafs. Screw you. You were not. (laughs) And no one in Montreal will be saying that. They'll be just kind of going, I don't care about this. (laughs) Oh, God, so bad. All right, so Craig Needles and Matt Pierce are saying the Nashville Predators are picking the – or are winning the Stanley Cup against the Pittsburgh Penguins in a rematch of last year's finals. I think that would be pretty good if we get there. I think uh, I, 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 the last time that we had the uh, same two teams in the final two years in a row was Detroit and Pittsburgh. And they flip flopped as far as the winners went. So and that those both those series were extremely entertaining. And uh, yeah, just like last year's Nashville Pittsburgh series. very entertaining. Uh, I just hope nothing denies us that Nashville Jets series that everybody's kind of hoping we get in round two. I, I could agree. That, that would that would likely be the best series of the whole playoffs. Yeah. And so nobody screw that up. And I'm 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 looking and, at, here's the, I'm not looking at round, Colorado. I'm looking at you, Minnesota. Don't you don't you screw this up. Anything? in round one I don't want oh my god there's a cheap shot and Shifley's hurt or Subban's hurt or something that wrecks how good that series can be don't want anything stupid like that let's just have those teams at full strength as possible for round two of the playoffs be able to have what would be probably a really really great seven game series and again that is sorry go ahead that's a stupid playoff format surfacing once again there's no reason that series should be in the second round of the playoffs agreed Um, I'm going to knock on wood and when I say this, but I don't think you're going to get anybody on the avalanche uh, injuring anybody on Nashville because we don't, we don't have anyone physically strong enough to do that. <laughs> Plus you have to catch up with them first. Yeah, that's also true, right? <laughs> oh God. Um, so we promised that we would talk about how we're going to fix the NHL seating because we hate this playoff format. So earlier this week, you and I banged out what we think should happen when eventually the Seattle Sockeyes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Sockeyes. Whatever. I I hope it's uh, like I like heard I heard like Seattle totems is in like and I'm just like let's not do that like oh, what God, like we, <laughs> could you imagine like we're having <laughs> we're, we're having all these conversations about hey what do we what about this Chief Wahoo logo which is going away which is a good thing what about the Washington Redskins team oh yeah let's just chuck in another team with that name for no particular reason <laughs> yeah. just. What a dumb, dumb, dumb idea. And also, if they choose anything, because the Seattle Mariners are the only team to screw this up so far, but keep that S alliteration going with the Seattle teams. Like, Seattle Seahawks, we have the Seattle Supersonics. You need at least a 3S name. So, I think the Seattle Sockeyes is good, and then you could make a, like, if you go with the Sockeyes, you could have some sort of fighting fish that has, like, a black eye, because, you know, and missing teeth, because, you know, he'd be a hockey-playing fish in, in this scenario. But anyway... Once we get the Seattle team coming in, you and I are of the mind that the National Hockey League should go to the NFL-style eight divisions, four per con- four teams per division, four divisions per conference. So then you set it up a little bit like this. The Eastern Conference, you would have a division, and we these names are subject to change because some of them are stupid, but you would have a North division that consists of Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto, and Boston. So you get, you know, the three original six teams, Montreal, Boston, Toronto, Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal, Toronto, Boston, all of those nice rivalries. Uh, a Northeast division, what we're, call, we're what we're tentatively calling the Northeast, you get the Rangers, the Islanders, Buffalo, and New Jersey. So basically the four New York teams, in, for lack of a better phrase. Then you get a, what we're going to call the Central, which is Detroit, Columbus, Pittsburgh, and Philadelphia. So you keep Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. 
and Detroit and Pittsburgh can kind of start some sort of rivalry there, I think. And to round out, you call it the Southeast, where you get Washington, Carolina, Tampa Bay, and Florida. Now, in this scenario, Washington's got to do a little bit of travel, but a couple teams... Yeah, there's, there, there, yeah, there's no other way. There's no other way. A couple teams are going to have to bite the bullet and do a little bit of traveling. Yeah. Well, over in the and, West, and here's the, uh, the other thing that you can hypothetically do here, is you wouldn't have to do much shifting. If in some hypothetical universe where one of the either Panthers or Hurricanes moves to, say, I don't know, Quebec City, you can have them in Boston swap spots and put Boston in with uh, the New York teams, put Buffalo in with Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. Like, it, it's not it, – it, you have an Eastern Conference team move to Quebec City, essentially, is the moral of the story. And you only have to, you only have to move a couple of teams around. Yeah, yeah that, that would work perfectly. Uh, so then we go over to the Western Conference, and we have what we're calling the Northwest for now, which would include the new Seattle team that we'll eventually get, hopefully the Seattle Sockeyes, and then you get the three West Coast Canadian teams, Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary. So that'll work perfectly, because Seattle-Vancouver become a instant, pretty good rivalry. instant yep. rival, right? That that anybody, like, like, that both, like, Vancouver will be able to fill that Seattle game, right? Well, let me ask you, do you think Vancouver, like, when Vancouver comes to Seattle, will there be... 60 plus percent Vancouver fans in that in that first game? I would think so. Depends on like if it's the very first game, no. No, but like yeah, let's say it's it's their the if, first if, it, if yeah. it's in December, then December yeah. or something, yeah. Okay. I, I think that's a very good point. Uh then you have the Southwest, so you get the three California teams, San Jose, Los Angeles, Anaheim, and then you throw Las Vegas in there. Then you have uh the Midwest division, which would go Colorado, Nashville, Dallas, Arizona. So Colorado would have to do a little bit of traveling. And this is kind of where the names fall apart for me because, like, the only name I could come up with this would be the Mid-East. And, what about Central? Well, we already used Central for Detroit. Oh. This could be, like, South Wait. Central, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, know. why can't you do the Detroit, Columbus, uh, Pittsburgh? I uh, know you can't do Great Lakes for that because Philadelphia is too far away. Like, again, we could, like... Yeah, again, yeah, you, you do names all day. It doesn't matter. Subject, but Chicago, to... St. Louis, Minnesota, Winnipeg is the moral of the story. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, because you could go back to calling it the old, like, Patrick and Adams division and then come up with other... Uh, well, yeah, just yeah, just name them after people that were big in hockey. I've got exactly, no problem with that like either. A Gretzky division, a Lemieux division, etc., etc., etc. Um... So, yeah, so that's what you do. So now that you've got 18 divisions, then we, we take this current playoff seeding uh, system that we have. Uh, we put it into a little box, and then we put that box into another box, and then we throw that box into the bottom of the ocean where it will never be seen again. What about where they sent those three bad guys in that one Superman movie? Oh, into the Phantom Zone. The Phantom That's Zone. That's right. Yeah, brilliant. Yep, the fan- Phantom Zone's a good one. Excellent uh, reference by you, helping on the crossover podcast. Well played. Uh, or you can fire it into the sun. Whatever we can do. Several options that we can do with this current playoff system that we have. Then what you do is you take, much like the NFL does, you win your division, you're in the playoffs. Period. But... I don't want to end up with a 87 point team getting home ice against getting home ice point advantage. Team. So, if you win your division, you're you're in the playoffs because it's unavoidable that there's going to be a, a you know a season like you suggested where where a team that has like a low 80s, low to mid 80s makes the playoffs. Right? It's just going to happen. But you aren't necessarily guaranteed home ice. Everybody gets reseeded accordingly. So you win your division, you're guaranteed a playoff spot, but you could end up with, like, the sixth seed. 
So, and then, and I think that's it. I, I th- there it is. We just fixed the NHL. <laughs> I would be surprised if they didn't do something like that. Yeah. They may not go the uh, the eight divisions thing. They may just take the eight divisions we talked about and, you know, the the – with the three Canadian teams and Seattle, combine that with the California teams and Vegas. And then you have the Arizona, Colorado, Dallas group, Nashville, put them with St. Louis, Chicago, Minnesota, Winnipeg. And you know what I mean? Just just split it up that way. That that might be something that might happen too. Um, I personally don't necessarily want to see that happen, if only because I think the... Like, Having the Montreal and Florida in the same division right now is ridiculous, but yeah, that, 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 that's that's something they may wind up doing. I I just the the, the eight four team divisions it works so well for football, especially for rivalries. Because yeah, no, it works you, great. You know and the three other teams in your division if you're a fan, and you'll and like any time they come up on the schedule because now winning your division matters. So every single in this scenario, every single divisional matchup that you have matters so much right like much like it does in football like when when like when you when the lions play green bay those games have extra meaning because they're they basically count as two games right mm-hmm. and and they'll they'll kind of do that in in it, now i realize some of that has to do with the fact that there's only 17 games in the uh or 16 games in the national hockey league or in the uh, nfl but in the, it will matter in like division matchups will matter more because right now they don't matter at all and because like winning, like like I just said, like we just talked about, the Leafs had over 100 points and don't have home ice in in the first round. So, like winning your division and 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 currying points will will matter in this system we've come up with. And then yes. after the four division teams in in our system, you t- the other four teams that make are just the four teams with the most points. The four. Yeah. So it is conceivable that all four teams in one division could make the playoffs. Yeah. No, I uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, here's my suggestion as well. You play six times against the, and I know this is naive and it's probably not going to happen. You play six times against your division opponent, so that's 18 games. Mm-hmm. You play three games. I know that everyone gets an extra home game, but whatever. You play three games against the, your conference opponents that are not in your division. So, like the Leafs play Pittsburgh three times per season. And then you play twice each against the 16 teams that are. Uh, and, and you 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 miss out on four of those games, so you like so one division per year. You only play a home and home with them, and then the other time you play three. Mm-hmm. So and then you you play twice each, one home, one away against the other teams in the other conference to get you eighty two games. Yeah, perfect. Should be pretty should, yeah. should be pretty straightforward. So then there yeah so then there's the schedule. So now we've, we've so you have uneven home and road games against right. uh, eight you, of the teams in your conference, but you flip flop it every year. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, that's what they do more or less, in, again, in the National Football League because you, you can't play every team every year, so they have to do weird stuff kind of with the schedule. But over the course of time, keeping that system means it balances out, right? Yep. So And it doesn't – obviously, it doesn't mean nearly as much the home road thing in hockey as in football. So there you go. True. Yeah. And then the last thing I would suggest doing is fixing – They would now, they would never do this because I don't – I think that – in my heart of hearts, I think all the coaches and executives enjoy this loser point system because it's easier to keep your team in the playoff hunt and therefore easier to keep your job. In and furthermore, easier to sell tickets. Oh, look, we're in the playoffs. We're four points back. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, guess what? It's the middle of March. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> If you're four points back, you're probably screwed. Yeah, it's... it's. 
yeah. So I don't think we'll ever do that. But I would love to go to the system of whether you win in the whether you win in re, or lose in regulation, shootout, or overtime, you still get zero points. But two points for a regulation win, and only one point if you win it in overtime or the shootout. Yeah, so, no, that that that, yeah. that to me should be the most obvious thing possibly. Because I don't like the system where people are talking about let's keep it the way it is now, but give three points for a win. And I'm like, no, this is not soccer. We're not giving away three points for a win. Like, two points for regulation win, one point for overtime and loss, and if you lose in any fashion, you get nothing. <laughs> like, I have no problem. I would have no problem with two points for an overtime or shootout win and three points regulation win. I understand uh, that would... Uh, I, I just... I, I, I'm not I'm not opposed to that. I just I just don't like it because because like, here's I, I hate the idea of you get to a shootout and get nothing because the shootout is stupid. If we're gonna do that, I'm, if we're gonna do that with overtime and three on three overtime, that's fine with me. But we're bringing back ties. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like bringing back ties. I get what you're saying about the shootouts, but like, why, why do you, you you play hard for sixty five minutes and you play a team to a draw and you get nothing out of that? No, yeah. just like if, if if the team beats you in sixty minutes, that's cool. They get three points and you yeah. get zero. I just the three points to me is 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 way too much. I just don't like because because you run into situations where like like a couple a, a week or two ago there was a game between the Kings and the Ducks that I was obviously very glued to because the Avalanche and those two teams plus the Blues were still in the hunt and I think the Avalanche still had the first wild card at that point. And then Anaheim and the Ducks went into the third period, tied one-to-one, and the third period was an absolute farce. There were six shots total. Each team, I think, got three shots on net. None of them were real shots. They were all wobblers from the blue line that never had a chance of going in. And both sure, but teams the, danced the around three and points, their point. I, I get that, but the three points gets gets rid of that. I, I yeah, I but I think my doesn't it though? Also, yeah, I think you're right. But my your your system, system your system gets rid too. of it too. But yeah. my my system gets rid of it from the perspective of why am I going to settle for hypothetically getting one in a shootout when I can get two more hmm. if I go win the game right now? Okay, so what if in my system it was you still get two points for an overtime loss? So two points for regulation or overtime loss, one point for the shootout, but then nothing if you lose. Nah, that doesn't really help it either. Actually, no. To me, to me, the same number of points have to be up for grabs in each game. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it would. I, I think it would. It would incur like if if you go two one one and zero for the losses, like I've said. I think it would encourage more people to get it to to try to win it in regulation. It would would be the would be the thing. Either way, we need a new point system because. But they'll never do it for all the reasons we discussed earlier because you know gms might get to keep their jobs coaches get to keep their jobs etc etc because they can create this false sense of hey you know we might have made the playoffs we were in the playoff hunt you know for most of the time right and it was like yeah well were you really right Mm -hmm. but but, uh yeah that's it uh anything else you want to say on this subject no i think uh i think i'm good there all right so before we get out of here um Thoughts and prayers to everybody in the that in the Humboldt uh, community that are dealing with that awful, yeah. awful tragedy that occurred. I mean, it's it's been said enough in in uh, over the course of the last week across all the platforms, and everybody's been been incredible. I think last time I checked, I think their GoFundMe page was at like six million or something like that. Yeah, so awesome. It's yeah, really cool. Really awesome. Please donate to that. Um, 
I hate to segue off off of that to this, but I have to get your opinion on the first episode of the New Jersey Shore before you get out of here. Oh, we should have done this in reverse order. Yeah, uh, we really should have. But <laughs> I, I, it, this is just the way it went down. <laughs> I I just I'm I'm so glad to have those people back in my life. It it's, it was great, was it not? <laughs> Oh god! What was your favorite moment of the? Uh... Oh jeez, probably when DJ Polly D brought out the Sammy doll. Oh, that was so savage. That was so savage and unnecessary. Ron, stop! Do you think that was him, or do you think the producers told him, you know, hey, why don't you get a Sammy doll with? Uh, why don't you get a sex doll dressed up like Sammy for for funsies? <laughs> like, like, do you think that was organic? I don't know. Been... I, I think that I think that Polly might have had the idea, but I yeah. think that getting the chip with the phrases in clearly had some production help on that. Oh yeah. That said, yeah. it's pretty clear that Polly has a lot of cash at his disposal based oh, on the God, book yeah. he saw at his place. Yeah. Uh, so I would suggest that if Polly had the idea, he could have just like outsourced it, like oh whatever, give you ten grand, just do this. Yeah. My my what was it? Uh, my favorite part was probably the another Polly D moment was the the sheer look of disgust uh, disgust on his face as Vinny and his keto diet were gnawing away kicking the pepperoni and cheese off the top of the pizza like some sort of raccoon lifting through the trash just the sheer disgust and then oh, him going Polly was enraged oh Vinny you Italian bro what would your ancestors think if they saw you doing that right like, like, I uh, the situation also not happy. Yeah, I would have paid money for a a reaction shot since you know reaction videos are all the all the the rage on YouTube these days. I would have paid money for a reaction video of Polly D's mother, or sorry, of Vinny's super old school Italian mother watching him pick the cheese and pepperoni off a pizza and just leaving the dough there, right? like, but. Yeah, just the sheer disgust on Polly D's face in, in that moment was, oh, it was, it was absolutely priceless. Oh, God, great. Yeah, I'm, I couldn't agree more. So happy to have the Jersey Shore people back in my life. Um, crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. Uh, once again, we'll be spinning another promo for the live stream for The Cure at the end of this episode, so please donate to that. We're trying to raise money for cancer as well all the details are on their twitter account and the epic film guys uh look those guys up um you and i have discussed maybe doing some some reactions some quick hitter reactions to the to the leafs games um unfortunately as is tradition with us the leafs got scheduled with the leafs got saddled with the same day schedule as the colorado avalanche so around the time your team will be finishing their game, my team will be in the middle of the second period. So we'll do it as best we can. I know we're going to be able to get one on Saturday because the Avs have like a 3 o'clock game. So we, we can definitely do one on Saturday. But we're going to play it by ear. But you and I are definitely going to try our damnedest to get you to do some 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 Leafs fan reactions after after this game or after the each playoff game. Because if they do happen to go on a Stanley Cup run, I think it. I think it'd be a nice anthology to have your reaction after each game. <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll that. see. We'll see. Yeah, um, yeah we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll we'll, we'll see what schedule. Yeah, we'll just because obviously it'll depend on overtimes and schedules and stuff. But uh, the playoffs start on Thursday for both our teams. Wednesday for the whole friggin' thing. 
but uh, yeah, so that's it. I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. I don't have anything on the card just yet, so maybe you and I will come back and talk NBA or something. Yep. Or who knows? We'll see. We'll, we'll, we don't know what it will be just yet, but uh, hopefully we'll have a podcast. I'm not going to guarantee anything because maybe I want to take the week off. Who knows? Um, quickly before we go, how do you feel about the Raptors? Um... I don't know, just that that same dragon is there. I, I yeah, <laughs> I can't I, honestly. For me, just there there's almost no scenario where it's not like if anyone's getting LeBron in the East, it's them. Yeah. No one else is doing it. I think I think the fact that I think the Sixers have ruined this thing for you because now you're going to meet LeBron in the second round. I know, I know. Is, but if the Raptors win that second round series, I think that they should be able to win the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, yeah, I think so too. Because I I think the I think the Celtics are going to beat whoever they get in the first round, even though they're stupidly depleted. But it'll be like seven games or something dumb and then they'll probably get beat by the Sixers in round two just because we have to lose eventually because like <laughs> our two best players are nursing injuries so that would God, do it sucks so much anyway that's it for this week we'll be back hopefully next week if not we'll we'll talk to you when we talk to you Infinity Wars coming up soon so it won't be long before you have to hear from us again uh, Craig Needles thanks for doing this and good luck to your Toronto Maple Leafs going forward sir thanks All right. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you when we talk to you. I'm Nick. And I'm Justin. We are the Epic Film Guys, and we'd like just a moment of your time to talk about an extremely important event coming up this May. Last year, we hosted the live stream for The Cure, a 12-hour live stream fundraiser where we raised $2,500 for the Cancer Research Institute. 86 cents out of every dollar raised goes to research toward finding a cure. This year, we're aiming to smash that goal, and we need your help to do it. Join us from May 18th through the 20th for 30 hours of amazing live stream content from us and a whole host of amazing podcasters who will be joining us to try to reach $5,000. For more information, please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com. Together, we can make a difference. So...